0: What about you? You married? Got a girlfriend?
1: Yeah, I was married.
2: But she left me. About a
3: year ago. Same day, Master of Puppets came out.
1: I had it on. Super loud, my headphones all day. I didn't even hear her leave. There I was in thrashing Ravana. No idea that the love of my life was about to rip my guts on. I haven't been able to listen to that album. since.
0: How long were you together? Since high school. <laughs> Why did you break up?
1: I guess the metal lifestyle just wasn't for her. And she. Hated that I worked nights We just grew apart She grew up and I didn't
2: Fire, I'm your host, LC, and I'm joined, as always, with the winner
0: of the annual Beelzebub Decathlon, Baco. How are you, sir? I am in high spirits this morning, Luce. Uh, I got some fantastic news to share with you and the listeners. Uh, This is not news for me personally. This is news for for all mankind and all womankind. Uh, It turns out, uh, according to a, a study, that masturbation actually helps boost your immune system. So you are no longer afraid of covid. Is that correct? <laughs> oh, I never lived in fear. Like the much like the nudge. We'll get to that later, but uh uh yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not afraid of covid. I I'm, uh, I'm pretty damn immune. I assume most men, you know. That's why that's why I start I'm going to start calling bullshit when people call into sick. I'm like, I have seen I've seen the kind of stuff you're into. You're not you're feeling fine. Yeah.
2: I mean, I I, I think it's like I think uh f- uh Fauci said, you either need to get the vaccine or jerk off five times before you leave the house every morning.
0: The, the CDC is now recommending uh, masturbating at least seven times a day <laughs> <laughs> to orgasm. You can do it more than that if you want, but at least seven orgasms is what they're looking for. That's so the what you're that saying is. You. So what you're saying is masks are not required at rock and pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but just a lot of hit just probably want to keep some hand sanitizer with you you know sure for your own yeah personal benefit but uh, yeah <laughs> I, I like i
2: like starting our uh, show off with some some highbrow material excellent all
0: right well how are you man this is our first time getting together we got uh uh basically whatever never mind hitting the the, the last album on the chart uh we yep. uh uh I guess, what's been going on with you? You took a trip to Florida. Anything going on down in in Florida you want to tell us about?
2: Oh, it was just nice getting away and and realizing why I left. Uh, (laughs) Things like that. I mean, it's it's great if you're by the ocean or anything like that, but Jesus. Jesus America's uncircumcised penis, Florida. Pretty much, yeah. It's a... it was fine. I don't have actually in in a good way. I don't have any any crazy stories. <laughs>
0: so <laughs> hey, how about we celebrate that? Um, Loose Cannon had a had shoot. a vacation that was just a vacation and a getaway. Well done. Yeah the the plane the plane
2: got there on time. It left on time. I was we weren't uh, stranded somewhere. Is uh it, it it was it was great, Baco. I am refreshed. I am not sunburnt. I survived.
0: I'm just happy that. Uh, the Cannon family made it to Florida and back and had an uneventful time and just enjoyed the each other's company for a week. So, uh, yeah,
2: it's it's, it's odd that, that with me, when you describe something as uneventful, that means good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it means
0: good in most people's life. Uh, okay. That's how I like it when someone says, hey, how was your weekend? It was uneventful. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I
2: mean. That's awesome.
0: All right, man. Well, uh, let's celebrate that uh, that milestone in your life with uh, the first ever Cobras and Fire retraction. You, you wanted to just get this out of the way, please. I mean,
2: I, I I just want to say too that that I think that it is very important as we are a respected we're respected rock journalists, obviously, but we're also you just know doing respected our job. News organization, news organization. We're yeah, like you said, what what are we doing? We're doing our job, doing our job, and if we make a mistake. I think it is a responsibility to own up for that mistake, wouldn't you say?
0: Right, and we're not going to bury it at the end. You know, we're not going to no. put this as, in the as the Easter egg. We're putting it right up front, people. Yeah, this is not page sixteen. You know, on the newspaper
2: in the, the <laughs> lower left corner. This is not a legal obligation. This is our responsibility. So please continue. All
0: yeah, right, right now, Craig Smith is, is is leaning on the edge of his chair, waiting to hear what's coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> nope, it's not that. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, back on episode 137. So this goes back, ways, people, a couple years. Sure. Uh, on that episode, Absolutely Drink, it was titled. Uh, we spoke about Congressman Denver Riggleman, who is being challenged by he Republican Congressman Denver Riggleman, was up for re-election, and the, the, the Democratic challenger, Leslie Cockburn, uh, <laughs> was making a pretty strong... Give me strong- those two again. Uh, Denver Riggleman and and Cockburn Leslie Cockburn and it's weird that those really would make great porn names I mean uh, it's like what's your favorite scene oh I love that scene where Riggleman is just giving it to Leslie Cockburn Uh, anyway uh, (laughs) now Look for a retraction. <laughs> Next week, we'll have an apology,
2: uh, not a retraction. Just you, saying, just you saying that sentence boosted my immune system.
0: <laughs> All right, on. There's a good... We're already getting the callbacks. All right, so we we talked a little bit about... Uh, basically, Leslie Cockburn accused Denver Riggleman of enjoying what was new to us, anyway, a form of porn called Bigfoot porn. Um <laughs> Now, in our coverage, yes. I think it's fair to say that we pretty much accepted that as truth. Like, like we really didn't break down whether there was any—we didn't get into how she came to that and why she was saying it. We just kind of enjoyed that, and I think by doing that, we tacitly accepted it as fact. And, and that's sure. where I think we made the wrong, because I think we actually had no issue with— uh, uh, Congressman Riggleman enjoying any kind of like harmless fetish. If he's into throwing on a bigfoot outfit, hey, you know, consenting adults can do what they want. But uh, we do. Yeah, own- but maybe we should. Maybe we should actually define that, that that we're not talking about somebody that
2: has a foot fetish that likes really big feet.
0: Right. We're yeah. About the sw- he, yeah. We are talking about Sasquatch. Uh, that, that there was a uh, <laughs> the 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 Cockburn. Um, candidacy, uh whatever the 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 little group of uh, trying to, to to elect her they put out like some crude I don't know graphic that they made where they put Riggleman's face on on, on like a, a sketch of of Bigfoot anyway yeah. and then of course you know I had to like you know go to the internet and find out if this is something that actually exists and it, it now it's not the the most popular fetish out there but it is a thing. Uh, so it's basically
2: people that dress up in the outfit, and then
0: from what I could tell, him. yes, that, and, and from okay, what I remember, right. I should say it really didn't do much for me. It it it, it did not boost my <laughs> immune system. So, <laughs> so, you know, I I didn't go other than it was that one was honestly strictly for show research that one time uh, that I was on YouPorn. I just would like to be
2: at because I like to interrupt your flow. I would just like to be at some kind of divorce proceeding where that comes up. And everything like that if that's why you're separating you're, <laughs> one person is way into this
0: yeah this is the I kind mean, of thing you got to get out out on the table once you start thinking this might be the one you you, yeah, you get right. this out before you, you propose this has mm-hmm. to be or before you accept will you marry me those you know those, what yeah. I need to tell you something before I answer that question and then I, let me know if you want to ask again so.
2: these are these tough conversations you have to have that
0: help your relationship they do yeah and it helps us avoid, you know, oh, being in a relationship that maybe just wasn't a good fit too. So anyway, exactly. like you and I should have talked about that six years ago. Oh, a- we should have. Hey, yes. happy anniversary. You motherfucker. Oh, yeah? we are. We, uh, six years. We,
2: by the, uh, the bell of my credit card, uh, <laughs> I know that it has now been six years uh, that we've been on
0: in the world,
2: yeah. giving our genius. But... uh We'll we'll praise ourselves later. Let's let's focus on the task at hand. Let's get back to this
0: is this is already like right now Denver Riggleman is like all right when are you going to get to this man (laughs) That's right. One of our biggest fans. So let me wrap it up by saying this: while we actually had no issue with Riggleman or anyone else enjoying a fairly harmless fetish, we do own Mister Riggleman, a fifteen-year veteran of the Air Force. I would like to add a Mm -hmm. bit of an apology now. I recently watched. This all came about because I recently watched a documentary about QAnon on Vice and just how disinformation is used in today's world, especially in politics. And here's here's the facts. It turns out that Congressman Riggleman actually wrote a sort of satirical book about people who hunt for Bigfoot called "Bigfoot It's Complicated." And you can buy this book on Amazon. It, it's harmless, and and from Mister Riggleman's explanation, he's like he's always found it fascinating that despite no evidence, these people out there want to keep looking for Bigfoot. So, it, like I said, it's kind of a lighthearted, satirical, kind of fun, kind of book. And and but it's the title that Leslie Cockburn latched onto. Bigfoot is complicated, and and that's how she came up with the whole Bigfoot porn narrative, which is really just shitty modern day politics. And so while I stand by ours, there's not anything wrong with that stance. I do feel our coverage was unfair. And Mr. Rigelman deserves our apologies. And the listeners most importantly deserve this retraction.
2: Wow. I, I, I respect that. And I guess the the whole thing I'm confused about is how do you go from that book to then coming up with that BS. <laughs> well, that, that, that is a, that, I've heard of dirty politics, but that's just like next level madness.
0: You know? uh-huh. I want to know. Uh, well, the, the weird thing is that like the people who came up with that were also the brains behind Pizzagate. So. <laughs> I guess so. It's just madness.
2: Yeah. All I know is that uh, in Florida, do you know what they call Bigfoot? Steve? Steve. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good guess. Swamp ape. Swamp ape. All right. No, no kidding. That is that is the term there for people well, looking for him in Florida.
0: Well, I think what it is, people are more likely to believe something that they want to be true, whether it's positive or negative. Much like me, when I found out that jerking off boosts your immune system, it's just a, a bit of you con- believe. confirmation bias, baby. <laughs> yeah.
2: You, you want to believe what you're doing is productive and helping
0: society. 12 cans of Coors Light lead to a longer life if you drink 12 a day.
4: For forgiveness was such a waste of time and the bullet starts at first
0: One of the bands that uh, um, that showed up a couple times on the whatever Nevermind list was Soundgarden, and they are dealing with a bit of a a legal mess ever since the passing of Chris a few years ago. Are you have you been paying attention to any of this? Am I hitting you with something that you're not really aware of? I know a little bit about it, but
2: it, but it's mostly. I know there's issues with uh, his estate and who has the songwriting or trying to buy him out of songwriting or something like that. So as you can tell, not that much.
0: Yeah, I'm going to kind of skimp over some of the details. I will encourage people, if you do find some of the stuff we talk about interesting, go out there and kind of get into it because it is a lot. But um, the the nuts and bolts of it is that basically Chris's wife – Okay, Vicky is okay. Susan Silver was a, was the band manager and his first wife. They've been divorced for for some time. Um, but uh, he, he got remarried. You know, again, not exactly recently, so this is not uh, anything new. But Vicky's been his wife now for, for you know, what well, was his wife when he passed. So let's put it that way. She r- owns the Chris Cornell estate, basically, uh, which is shouldn't surprise anybody. What is kind of a, a uh, getting messy is she's not allowing the Soundgarden guys access to their own social media pages um, and there, there's all this legal stuff going on and and that book that Corbin Reef you know uh, who was a guest on whatever never mind wrote total fucking godhead when i talked to him you know he mentioned that you know as he got into like the you know he started the book people were very cooperative but once all this legal stuff started to happen it was really difficult to get people to to kind of it was more difficult to get people to be involved in in you know, the story of Chris's life just because they weren't sure how that stuff was going to play out and that kind of thing. I ran into the same problem too, trying to get anybody. I couldn't get uh, Terry Date uh, politely passed. Um, and it was, from what I understand, largely tied to the fact that right now nobody wants to do anything official. They'll talk to certain people, but, you know, they're not going to put themselves out there with someone they're probably not that familiar with or someone doing a book that kind of deal um but yeah so Soundgarden right now is going off of like their, their social media is the nude dragons which is an anagram of Soundgarden that they've used for like special gigs in the past um okay, and, and well that, that explains I was like well how did they even come up with that that's kind of genius okay um but yeah so it's it, that that's the 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 three remaining members you know Ben Shepard uh Matt Cameron and, and of course Kim Thale right uh I, I have a personal beef with with this kind of mess. I don't think this shit should be this fucking complicated. I I and I and I don't know the relationship between the members. I don't know anybody involved personally, but I can tell you right now from a creative angle that Vicky, or Chris's ex-wife, whatever we want to call her, um, I guess Vicky's her name. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Again, I'm not trying to like. Paint her as some gold digger or anything like that. That's not where I'm going. But she didn't help write these songs. She didn't She didn't work on these albums with these guys. She didn't help the band. You know what I mean? Now, she ran their social media, apparently, uh, once they reunited. But that doesn't mean you get to f- keep them locked out of it once Chris is gone. And to me, it's just very simple. Whatever financial stake Chris is owed should go to the estate or whoever... Chris would have left that to, however that was lined up. Any band creative decision should be done by any member of the band left. You know what I mean? We're not talking about Jimi Hendrix, where there's one guy and he's gone. Now you might need to be a little more careful about who you get involved in that kind of stuff. You have 3 members of this band that are still alive. They they have some unreleased recordings they want to put up that she's holding up. She won't let them even get into their own social media pages to the point they have to come up with a different name for the band and open those. You know, just so they can do their own, you know, offer of what they're doing. And when you go to those pages, they're not filled with like propaganda trying to destroy her they are celebrations of soundgarden and and which is chris you know what i mean so
2: just real quick on the social media page that thing i think is maddening because we are not a entity like soundgarden right like me i could one day just decide to kick you off the page because i happen to create the facebook page so i'm like the super admin but the fact that this even went on for as long as it has the keys should have been handed over that should never even happen the fact that she could have kicked the members off is a silly thing do you see what i'm saying
0: yeah and and, and i just saw a recent comment from her because this is going to court and and her comment was they never cared they didn't do uh, maybe i maybe i'm i am trying to paint her in a bad light she said they never cared back in the day you know what i mean they weren't involved at all they didn't want to get involved but now they do yeah they do because now they kind of have to They're trying to protect their legacy, lady, not yours. Again, if you and Chris bought a restaurant together and you work there together, you deserve what you're doing right now. But this is not you. Don't. And by the way, it just sucks for the fans. It's like. Yeah, that's. Yeah.
2: That's pretty crazy that they had to make that extra page.
0: Take your money and just go okay raise his kids you know do, do focus on the important things in life i i don't begrudge her for marrying him or, or having any sort of like lifestyle that 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 that, that that's afforded to her because of, of his success that's that's all good man but she step the fuck out of the way i don't want her de- designing t-shirts and i just
2: uh... i guess this is just one more example of a less more a less high profile case of the whole thing that went down with Prince. You have yeah, all these similar. genius, genius, genius artists that, uh, if anybody, I was of all these things I've ever heard of the, the fact that Prince didn't have, you have a different opinion on this, but the, the, the fact that Prince didn't have anything set for all of his music. Cause he, he, you know what I mean? From all the vaults and it was just a yeah. free for all for what happened afterwards, just completely befuddled me. I mean, I was like, what? That guy seemed to be so controlling on all of his, you know, uh, creativity and everything like that. So it's just again one of these things where, just like us, we need to talk about the secession plan for Coberson and Fire. That was my exact take, though.
0: That wasn't. That's not a different opinion. That was my opinion. I'm just. Is it? Yeah, oh, I was, I I was you, like, I it's crazy how, how meticulous this guy was with everything in his life, and yet this one giant area, it was a mess. And Eddie Van Halen was kind of the opposite. Eddie Van Halen, right. everything was a mess. But when when he passed, everything of his was kind of handed over to it, it the, to to uh, basically his son to kind of run. Now Prince, solo artist though, I mean you don't have three surviving members of the band Prince. You know, you, you, sure, it, it, it gets a little more complicated. Also, I don't know that he was married at the time either. You know. So, it, again, I think she's being the ex-wife, the legal setbacks or situations here, and, and whatever Chris might have had a Will, I don't know all those details. I don't care. I'm literally just saying you shouldn't be involved in band business unless they want you to. If they want you to run their media, their, their social media, and you agree to do it, that's fine. And whatever you agree to there. But the moment they say no, you just say, okay, here are the passwords. Uh, yeah, that's I mean, it. That,
2: that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you at least need to have something so you don't end up having to have another page that's an anagram <laughs> of your of your band name.
0: Yeah. Yes? And, and with the unreleased recordings, I don't know if there's some unwritten stuff there or maybe some, some clear communication where uh, I can't believe Chris would have said, hey, you know, if I happen to die... Unexpectedly, make sure they don't release this shit. <laughs> you know? Right, uh, but I'm just saying there might be something more more complicated there that, that we're not a privy to, and I can accept that. But the, they should be able to run their business, and she should be able to take her, you know, what Chris has cut and do what she needs to with it. That's all good, but she should just absolutely not be impeding the business of the band. Uh, because well, yeah, I mean it, all
2: this all this has to do with it. nothing. Should ever uh, keep people from releasing. Things they've created, right? You right. know what I mean. There's yeah. never
0: been anything blocking that. All that does is hurt the fans and everything. And like it's that. actually so it's unfair like, to those guys too. Uh, the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just I, as 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 someone who considers himself some of an artist at times, I just th- that just rubs me the wrong way, man. And this is not the first time we've heard this kind of shit where people who weren't involved with it decide what happens, and uh, it's just it's it's maddening. Anyway.
2: I, was, I know. I mean, imagine if, if somebody had the control uh, to ban what we say and we, we wouldn't be able to release the Bigfoot porn.
0: <laughs> hey, we retracted it three years later.
4: This good life, it's splendor.
2: Day uh, turn on Netflix and you know how they, they have the auto. I don't know, can you turn that off when you when you I cannot find a way to do it, but when you scroll through things and it starts auto playing.
0: Oh uh, yeah, supposedly there is, but every time I investigate it, I can't get it to do it. Yeah, it's annoying as Me shit. Either.
2: I can't stand it. But again, one of those things was it started playing. I was like, what am I gonna watch? Oh, this would be a good investment of my time. I'm gonna watch a, a documentary on Blockbuster. <laughs> Yeah. The last blockbuster yep. about uh a uh one location in where the hell was it? Some some place in Oregon. Yeah. Or yeah. Oregon. The last one as of like I think it was 2019 it still existed or something like that. But uh but yeah, proceed. Uh, I I understand you posted something about this and I immediately thought, "Oh my god,
0: somebody else has watched this thing." So <laughs> Yeah, we we have Netflix at work, believe it or not, and uh wow. d- during lunch, you know, it it really depends on who's up there, but like if I'm up there alone, I, I've kind of burned through a few shows. I just one day huh. started watching this, and so it took about a month, but <laughs> I got through the whole thing, and then when I was done, I was just I, kind of thinking back on the whole deal, and my comment was like, look, you know, I guess it was entertaining enough for me to, to watch while I ate a sandwich, you know, <laughs> but so I, I got something... Before, before you even go into
2: it, I just want to say one other thing. I... Even before I started watching the first five minutes, I go, "How ironic is the fact that Netflix paid for a documentary on Blockbuster?" Yeah, if you think about that.
0: Yeah, it really dem- is, especially when you find out that like uh, Blockbuster passed on a chance to buy Netflix for like what fifty million or five hundred million something. <laughs> yeah, but that's Sorry, probably a interested. good thing. You know what I mean? We. Uh, yeah. I can't believe Netflix would be as 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 good. I think Netflix is pretty good. Uh, yeah, so do I. From a creative sense, uh, and I don't think we would have got there if it would have been ran by the the brain brain trust no, at fucking we, Netflix, we, man. We would we would be getting full series of Police Academy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would definitely have Titanic a hundred copies of it. But and right. th- th- there's my th- there's kind of a, a lead into where, where, where my my frustration of this was is that like this is a celebration of one of the shittiest fucking. Video rental companies ever <laughs> okay. Who the my comment was, Who the fuck are they ki- fooling here? Blockbuster fucking sucked, you know. And then there's even a couple points where, like, they're, they're first of all, there's a handful of things I want to talk about. The first thing I'm going to get at is they, they talk about how Blockbuster, once they got big, worked out special deals so they could buy 100 copies of Titanic for two dollars a pop, right? Meanwhile, every independent video store. Had to buy them for like a hundred bucks, so they could get two copies for the the same price that Blockbuster would get a hundred, you know. And they talk about it like, and that was a really good thing. I'm like, that's a fucking horrible thing. What was my joke? Like, I'm gonna make a documentary about the joys of paying Ticketmaster fees. It's like, you get up there, and it's like, bam, it's like, oh, the smell of that $25 extra fee at the last minute. Oh, god, you're sitting there at your laptop, and like. There it is, man. Boom,
2: man. Remember remember how great it was that we shut down all the mom and pops?
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like, oh, man. Walmart came to town. The entire downtown businesses went out of business. And the people that work there got jobs at Walmart for $3 an hour less. It was fucking, oh, just great. Walk into Walmart and smell that vomit and baby poop.
2: but, but it was like a family, and it was, it was really great because there was, there was candy in large boxes. Yeah.
0: I love the, the woman who ran the store, too. Now, now, growing up, we all had that one friend who, whose mom really loved that all the friends came there, and they all called her mom. And yeah. this woman really likes it when people who aren't her kids call her mom. Uh, they they even yes. call her the blockbuster mom. Something I did not hear. One of those fucking kids who they dragged on their collar, by the way. Uh, <laughs> she kept saying they say she's blockbuster mom. But um, And then what about the – just an actual curious question – uh, by the way, spoilers, people. Um, the she just bought up all the old computers from stores as they closed. Can they not just get a different point of sale uh, system, like a new POS setup, or do they do they have to use like late nineties, early two thousand computer technology to ring people out? Still, that's really committing to the bit. <laughs>
2: Do, do you really think they're investing any money, <laughs> more money, into the location? But no, that was the part that I lost my mind on. It goes, okay, new releases are coming out. They're sending her to Target to yeah. go get stuff people want, and then taking it back to Blockbuster to to, to rent. Uh, I, it just the whole. Well, thing even was, the
0: candy. Was... She's like at Costco loading up on candy and all that stuff. And uh, here, here, here's the all thing. the signage that... they're paying out of pocket. But hey, before we get too off track, I did want to say, going oh, sure. back to to my documentaries that I was going to make. Uh, at least we now know who we can pay to say positive things about Ticketmaster fees and Walmart running little small towns out of business. Who's, who's ready to go? Well, we can get Kevin Smith to come in and say glorious things. Doug Benson, probably just give him a bag of weed and a plane ticket. He'll show up, <laughs> make some uh, really bad jokes and say, who didn't love paying Ticketmaster fees, right? Every I don't yeah. know a single person that didn't love it. Um, and then, of course, uh, your boy, Jamie Kennedy, he's looking for work. So I don't know. Yeah, what, what do you if, think? If, uh,
2: if, in between now and uh, uh, Scream 6 or whatever, he's ready to go.
0: Now, in fairness, Jimmy actually was an employee of Blockbuster as working in their uh, in their early commercials. So of the one person that, uh, that was somewhat famous that deserved to be in there, at least he had a connection to the fucking store. Uh, and what was that other com- the stand up comedian um the guy from Big Bang uh he's a metalhead the uh, I can never remember his oh, name. I know who you're talking about. The guy who did Dad Metal yeah. whatever
2: put out an album last year. Yeah. Uh yeah. I've never found him funny though. No. Um, the, been, that's not my but, cup but of tea the, but No, but but with that Opusayne, oh, Pousayne. Brian Pousayne, P- yeah. Brian Poussain. But the uh the thing I thought was hilarious though is is one of my favorite comedians though. Uh the Jim Gaffigan. That's <laughs> little blockbuster commercials. Yeah, <laughs> he but looked he looked like a nice. How come they young,
0: couldn't get him on the dock? <laughs>
2: well, he looked. He looked great. I was like, yeah, that guy's like, I think I'll
0: pass. Yeah, I got, I got. A, but, I don't need the money. And blockbuster sucked. But but the other part is is that this is another example of of
2: something that was at most a half hour show, with commercials dragged out to almost ninety minutes. I think it was like an hour. Yeah, there, fifteen. It, it I mean, was,
0: they they ran out of material like. Halfway through, I'm like, uh, "What are we doing now?" And then they made it sound like they weren't going to be able to renew their um, their licensing agreement with apparently Dish Network owns Blockbuster now. And I'm like, they sh- they show her and take her phone and then they're like secretly filming her through the shelves and she's got a a sad look on her face." And then it's like, "Hey, who was that on the phone? That was Dish Network, and they agreed to renew our." You know, the, it's like, "Give me a," f-. they tried to make it dramatic, and and they couldn't not. Uh, now, for some people that talked about like working there, it might have been a fun job, but as a customer, it was... First of all, they had the most confusing fucking return policy, if I remember right. Like, new releases were... Due. Near the end. Yeah. Yes. It's like, if Two, you...
2: One day for these, five days for the other, four days for another, yeah, whatever it was. And yeah,
0: then, and, and like four days before you'd have to have it before like closing and then the the new releases had to be in by 5 p.m. or something like that it was just a mess yep plus one of the shittiest fucking collections it was just so it's exactly what you would think it it, compare it to like when you really want to go music shopping and you want to uh really get into it you're going to go to fucking walmart or you are going to go to a a music store you know what i mean or even if you Correct. want to go a chain, a fucking Musicland at the time it's going to blow away the, the the selection at Target and Walmart. Fucking Blockbuster is that, and they and but this is their focus though. Walmart's like, well, you come here to get toilet paper too, you know. But you go to Blockbuster, you don't go to Blockbuster to pick up popcorn. You go there to fucking rent movies. And it's great that you got seven hundred copies of Titanic, but you know, uh, what was the one guy whose movie they wouldn't take? Uh, Toxic Avenger. He was pissed off because Blockbuster would never put him in there. <laughs> yeah, guy had ninety seconds of
2: madness. Yeah, he was. Good.
0: Yeah, and, and that was the one crit- critique they could get was just some kind of lunatic upset that yeah. that that his movie, the Toxic Avenger one, two, and three, and four, weren't available at any Blockbusters. Yeah. Seriously, they could have tried a little harder to make. This is one of the most biased documentaries ever. They they started out with one day. Don't you remember the great time when Blockbuster... Blockbuster fucking sucked! I mean, there's, it seems to be
2: there, there's a through line for this episode, and that is, <coughs> what saved the mom-and-pop stores?
0: <laughs> Pompo, <laughs> you know it, because yeah. you couldn't get that at Blockbuster. Not, you can so, get Toxic Avenger and porn. Think about... That decision, from
2: a corporate standpoint, is what I'm saying. From mm. that saying that we, that they left that. If you think about that from a business thing, if you wanted some and you wanted to go see Titanic, you <laughs> went there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So and, and that is a whole different thing that they just passed passed on for obvious reasons and everything like that. But that was that. I'm telling you, that kept the other ones going. Don't you think that that was their. One of the things, yeah, and it wasn't just
0: porn. It could be like kind of like more uh, R-rated stuff. Like uh, there you go, um, whatever. They wouldn't have like they they had R-rated movies, but they wouldn't have like what was that that vampire movie with Alyssa Milano's tits all over it? Uh, (laughs) Embrace the Vampire. You wouldn't find that there. And I remember there was one video store in Oatana that had that, and I cannot tell you how frustrating it was that the guy who rented it kept it for like three weeks. <laughs> and then you finally get it, and then it's like you're sliding this thing into your VCR, and you're going, "There's th- th- somebody's been jerking off to this, and they pulled this. They, they they finished up, put their pants on, it, and pressed eject, and put this videotape. So it's been uh, it's been freshly touched by a penis right before being well, <laughs> well, put away.
2: Well, let's just summarize that real quick to expand a little bit more on the uh, tangent on um, whatever. Never mind. Still not what in, that-
0: huh? Nope. Steve hasn't returned it. I got a jerk off station for God's sakes. <laughs> I mean. like, Maybe you guys should have got more this... than one copy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> how was how there not how is Blockbuster not blamed for a global pandemic like uh, back in the day? I mean, think of all the germs on those on those cassettes, and especially going back to the whole uh, behind the uh, the beads
0: or the curtain yeah. from, from getting those. Well, hold on. Think about the whole think about the whole pro- oh go ahead. On that note, streaming weakens immune systems of what you're saying when we go out there and we're in the world and we're we're touching hands and products that have been holding dicks there all the time <laughs> we're, we're strong, we're strong. <laughs> but when we sit at home with our with our uh hand sanitizer and we're our, our, our cleaning wipes wiping down our tvs and remotes hitting play on netflix no nope, we, we just get weak do you know, man <laughs> do you know what you call that
2: I think we should start a thing called called we need to get, as a society, we need to get back to blockbuster strong. Touch the lock of sense. I think I think the reason is that the, that blockbuster folding hashtag blockbuster yeah, I mean, strong. That's the germs, the, all that stuff. But but again, think about the procedure back in the day. Kids, if you're listening, if you were in a certain mood one day, you had to commit. You had to go. To that place Mm. where you might know somebody that works there, or at least they've seen you a few times, go get the thing, take it to the front counter and basically say, pull up my account. I'm about to get down to some business at home. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, Of my social group, uh, our, our senior year, I had one friend about a month before me was the first one of our group to turn 18. And we were getting porn pretty regularly at that point. I was number two on that list, so uh, we became kind of very a little extra popular on certain weekends. Yeah, a little nothing to do, and it was always weird too. It's like it it was difficult to to rent or buy porn by yourself. It was always easier as a group. You know, it's like (laughs) I don't know why, but like for some reason, it just felt less gross. That's creepy. Like you know, like look, we're all gonna just enjoy this. Uh, We're not gonna. I'm not taking this home alone and jerking off like some loser. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I like to. I like to confuse the 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 person working at the counter and get like a copy of uh, Bodacious Tatas and The Last Temptation of Christ.
0: (laughs) Oh man, that's a you know that's a good mix. I never really thought about doing that you got to balance it. Oh, man. Uh, I, that is where I, I, I found I, out about the joy of Christy Canyon was right around 1988. Uh, oh, good Lord. We need to we need to move forward from here. <laughs> <laughs> That's also one of uh, Sonny Pooney's favorites, I understand. Yeah. All right. Uh, g- good to know. I had to miss that episode. But let's uh,
2: let's bring this out of the gutter. What do you say? Yeah, Blockbuster sucks. <sighs>
0: Uh, Greg Troyan is known to have I don't know unique uh, views on on things. Would you agree? He likes meatloaf, so yes. He posted something that at the time i I had not heard about the whole controversy. So this was my exposure into what we're about to get into. But it's he, he's posted something and and I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, but something along the lines of uh, I love how my Kiss fan friends are all upset about these. Satan Shoes with a little bit of blood in, in the heel, but they all love the Kiss comic book. And I, I my only comment to him was, you have weird friends.
5: Uh,
0: <laughs> I had not heard anything about this. So what I'm talking about for people that maybe are just as oblivious, uh, Me. Uh, the, the, the rapper Little Nas X, who had that uh, Old Town Road song that uh, was controversial in its own right because uh, they wouldn't let him on the country charts, even though country radio stations were playing the shit out of that tune. Um. Mm-hmm. So, but not getting into that, uh, he's got a new new music video out, and to help promote it, he has something called Satan Shoes, and basically a company. Oh, I don't have the name here, but they basically take Nike. Uh, the 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 company is called like I think it's pronounced mischief, but it's it's spelled M S C H F, and apparently they've done this before for other artists. They had a a pair of shoes just like these. They called Jesus Shoes. So these are called Satan Shoes. <laughs> And basically, they're a pair of black Nike Air Max 97 sneakers. I really like the look of these shoes, by the way. And then they, they basically they has one of those clear heels, you know, and they fill it with yeah. uh, red ink. And and they apparently put a little bit of blood in there as well. Human blood. Ooh, and then it's nice. got like a 666 on there. It also has a Bible verse um, uh, written on it. Well, and then okay. there's a men- metal pentagram attached to the laces that uh, would really get annoying if you were actually walking around with them. So I would be removing those. And then, yeah, th- like if you look in the the, the the top of the shoe, looking down into where your heel would be, there's like a pentagram. Nice. Um, so pretty sick looking shoes, actually. I, uh, if they weren't a 1000 bucks, I, I would have considered buying them. And, of course, this turned into a whole thing where everybody from Michael Sweet to, I don't know, I just, a lot of people were complaining about this. It made a lot of news. Uh, now, this ties into a music video, and I got to tell you, the uh, – I love the theme of the music video. So you, I, I haven't watched it, but it, the, the the song is called Montero. Call me by your name. It depicts uh, Little Nas descending into hell on a giant stripper pole <laughs> and performing a lap dance on the devil as he lands in hell, and then he breaks off the, the horns from him. So I'm actually very jealous that I didn't have that theme for our music video for Jesus Christ or O Devil, Where Art Thou. That is yeah. fabulous, but yeah, of course, Nike sued. I doubt anybody's actually getting these shoes that cost one thousand eighteen dollars a pop. Michael Sweet commented about these, of course, and I get why Michael might not. This not might be his thing, and I, and he's the guy who's going to share his opinion, and, and that's all good. But I thought he was a little off base on this one because he's like, man, I, I you guys remember when it wasn't about Satan's shoes and it was just about the music? <laughs> and I'm like, Michael, no you have more gimmicks in striper than any band ever you know i mean it is john lennon had to lie about being married and that wasn't so that people would just listen to the music that was so people would want to fuck him they'd find him more fuckable cuz he's available you remember
2: when people wouldn't uh remember it was all about the music and it wasn't about throwing bibles into the uh into the audience yeah. right
0: uh, remember that hey what do you, what are, what's up with those pants they're not yellow or black Go put yeah. on some black and yellow pants. Yeah. Also, some jeans. it's bro. about the music. <laughs> Silly. I, I do remember that, Michael. That was your, your album, Against the Law. And again, I'm not actually criticizing uh, Michael Sweet or Striper or anything they did. They're just, they're doing what every band or what every artist does, trying to draw attention to themselves to help get their music out there. It, it's all part of the game. It always has been on every sure. level. And this is nothing new. And it worked. Fuck, you and I are talking about a goddamn rapper that apparently was a children's rapper. That's one of the things that's pissing people off. Did I, I guess I didn't know that, but what the hell do I know? He, he's also a young man, though. Does he have to fucking sing for kids his whole life? Can no. You, Aly- Alyssa Milano. She was a child star. I didn't appreciate her work until she did Embrace the Vampire, and then probably not after either, but that one little window was for me as an adult. There you go. And little Nas ha- has the right to do that, too. As shitty as his music probably is, uh, is. he can fucking sell some knockoff Nikes at a thousand bucks a pop if people are going to buy them. I don't care.
2: Yeah. Sounds like he has good band management. Everything that that I've heard so far means that he's getting the right advice, mm-hmm. and he's getting in the public. Uh the only thing that I would say from is is you know my issue with before you continue my issue with Lil mm. and the overuse of stone and black I just want to tell you right now this is the new rap name anybody can have it and it hits all everything you need Lil Blackstone what do you think
0: Oh man I think you should take
2: it I should take it okay I'm Lil Black I'm going to change it I'm not LC anymore I am LBC what do you think Ooh, LBC. Oh wait, LBS L- Oh that's even better
0: LBS pounds we call you pounds for short call me pounds <laughs> little here's you know you know cuz like biggie my, smalls had a bunch of names i mean uh, yeah. big baby jesus i mean he had a bunch of different names you, you you're lbs pounds i i think i'm going to change it actually possibly legally that's
2: lbs lbs done come on man let's do it your rap game is
0: already strong and i haven't even heard a rhyme what else you got on this (laughs) that was really it i just thought it was fascinating i i tell you right what right now if anybody out there wants to buy me a pair of these uh i I take i wear a size 12. (laughs)
3: we're looking up in the name of god I'll run
0: Is, uh, making some headlines for us again, giving us some show content. Nice. nice. What you got? He, of course, he's a, a COVID-19 skeptic. Uh, Ted Nugent wants to know why the country wasn't shut down for COVID-1 through-18. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, first off, when you shared this, I... I until you actually put it in the show notes, I thought it was an onion headline. I yes? think everybody did. I, I
0: literally, like, put that in my comments. I said, some people, and I put in parentheses me, thought this was an onion headline. Uh, uh, God. Yeah, raise your oh. hand out there, people, if you're listening. Honk. Do something. Uh, if that you, was amazing.
2: My follow-up was that, uh, I'm not sure if you... If you googled further, but back in the day, he actually had a similar comment when he was mad at Blockbuster for not having Oceans one through ten.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Nuge was very upset. He was like, "I needed to know what led up to this story. He wants to know the backstory of o- before Oceans Eleven. How did Danny Ocean end up in jail? Why does Brad Pitt's character eat all the time? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. The bananas, all that stuff. Oranges, but but.
2: He also put in the, the article that he's really interested in that little Oriental guy, I want to know his his backstory too. How's he so small? How's he fit into all the things?
0: Uh, Nuge is gonna love the the Cobra kind of spinoff about Crease. <laughs> oh God, yes. Oh man, yeah. I, I honest to God, I couldn't believe it. But apparently, he went on Facebook Live and filled the world with 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 his stupidity. Now, I would like to to take a second to point out something. Ted Nugent, much like Gene Simmons, I have. They get a lot of credit for being like rockers who are smart. And it's largely because they just regurgitate the same shit all the time, and they're drug-free. I, You want to talk about living in fear because Ted will talk about that. I think Ted doesn't do drugs because he's afraid of them. Yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah you, you don't fear COVID, but you're afraid of a doobie. Yeah, you're afraid yeah, to find out what happens if you get high. I'm not afraid, Ted. I'm not afraid to get too drunk on a Saturday afternoon. You are. Hold on for a second. Are you double daring Ted Nugent right now? <laughs> I'm double dog daring the Nuge. Fucking I'm telling you, take a take a bong hit and shotgun a Coors Light. I think we can get his tongue
2: stuck to a, a pole. <laughs> Just with a couple more pushes, nuge, what do you think?
0: yeah. Yeah, and that pool. Gene Simmons is really smart. If uh, someone needs to tell you to, if you're if you're at home right now and you forget to wipe your ass after taking a shit, then Gene mm-hmm. Simmons is the type of person you would consider a genius. I'm not saying these guys are dumb. Well, I'm about to say Ted Nugent's dumb, uh, but yeah. uh, they're just not the they're not the brain wizards that they 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 get credit from from very unsophisticated people I would like to point out. But anyway. Can,
2: before we go into this, too, I just want to say that who keeps calling him for comments on things? No, he did this himself.
0: Something? He went Facebook Live on his own. Oh, okay. This is unfiltered. About, like those... Okay. Unlike okay. So, so, so. when you attack somebody for answering a question, honestly, not you. I'm like, uh, like yeah. the recent one was Stephen Wilson. He was asked about Van Halen. Nobody asked Ted. He just wanted us to know. Right. So here, Okay, okay, okay. Blabbermouth was, of course, kind enough to transcribe it for us. He went on uh, Facebook Live,
1: and he said... You know, this year's tour is canceled again. Are you kidding me? The production companies won't let us tour again this year. Dirty, bastard, lying, scam, smoke and mirrors, COVID-19 freaks. You know, I, I guess I would ask you, because I'm addicted to truth, logic, and common sense. And my common sense meter would demand the answer to, why weren't we shut down for COVID 1 through 18? There was a COVID 1 and there was a COVID 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. COVID 1 through 18 didn't shut anything down, but whoa, COVID-19, even though it's 99.8% survivable, why didn't we shut down for the AIDS epidemic?
0: Well, Ted, you can't get AIDS from someone breathing on you, but you probably still think you can.
1: Uh, <laughs> or the flu, or the Spanish flu, or the, the bird flu, or the West Nile flu, or influenza every year.
0: Not going to get too political here, because this is about Ted being a fucking moron. No, there wasn't a COVID-1 through 18. Did you know that, uh, Luce? That the 19 stands for? The year? Yeah, 2019. Yeah. Which
2: I was really mad, because I, it's it's like... I think they should always name them a year before because as soon as, just like a car, you don't buy the, the COVID, <laughs> it should be COVID-2022
0: if it comes out in COVID-20, because you don't want last year's model. All right. Right? What about uh, if they went with video games and they, they, they you know, like all the sports games are always the following year, like the Madden that comes out this year will be Madden 22. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what it
2: should be. That's, that's how the, the world works. You don't want, you want the newest strain at all times. Yeah. But uh but before we even go further into this, my whole point of like who's calling him is here's people I'd rather interview and mm. hear and hear information from, okay? Yeah. I have never heard the opinion of a lead singer from Foghat's opinion <laughs> on uh
0: whoever oh, that is. He's uh he's not you with know? us
2: anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Well there you go. That's how much I know about Foghat. <laughs> here's another person here's another person I'd rather hear comment about COVID on Facebook Live. I would rather have a Facebook Live or interview the seal from the cover of all those Riot albums. Oh, nice. What do you think? Uh,
0: well, I'm actually trying to get him on the show, but he's. Uh, oh, you have been? Okay. His, his people Is aren't that... being very uh, cooperative.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, uh, he has a Munchkin voice, mm. as fellow Munchkin voicers. Another callback. What do you think? Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I, on Snark at the Moon, one of the uh, um, weekly bits I did was things you don't think about when thinking about Ted Nugent and it would just mm-hmm. be random things like you know I, did I leave the oven on when I left home <laughs> I don't get that one yeah because it's, it's uh, abstract humor you have a hard time with that if it doesn't directly connect mm. you would never think about your oven when you're thinking about Ted Nugent oh I would all I thought about was tragedy and my house burning down when I was a, uh, when I was a young boy <laughs> right then so uh, that's why I didn't not. really get Sorry. the humor uh, okay. A little too I'm sorry I, Sometimes you know I can be insensitive I forget uh, and, and You I, know my I, triggers bro <laughs> I should uh, You should but- So anything else That, that he added Well to, uh, I don't know Do you that- want to get into he, he doubles down And talks about How all the numbers Are rigged
1: They claim 500,000 people Have died from COVID-19 Bullshit I believe that Medical examiners in all 50 states have gone. Oh, I put down on the death certificate that he uh, died of asphyxiation, but they made me put COVID. Well, this guy was stabbed to death, but they made me put down COVID. This guy was run over by a, a tandem gravel truck doing a four wheel drift, and the crows be pecking at your flesh, but they made me put down COVID 19. <laughs>
0: He I, I, he believes medical examiners in all 50 states have been put in that position. He doesn't offer any evidence, of course, because that's where we are today. Um, but, yeah, it, it, look, it's just kind of it turns out he's just he's probably dumber than I actually thought he was. And I did not have a lot of respect for the intelligence of Ted Nugent. So, so where would he be in in the ranking of
2: Cobras and Fire as far as intelligent, hmm. thought-provoking musicians? Now, is it? Is it? is Tommy Lee I think Tommy Lee is above yes
0: Tommy Lee has is, is, uh, g- got a, a pretty as good lead right on him now around. yeah as of right now they, they were, were close right before even. today
2: you know <laughs> yes I think Tommy Lee is now upper that's the person I would look for for advice uh, for anything i go to Tommy Lee first
0: yeah um, Sebastian Bach uh, I think was below him and just uh, squeaked past him no I think Sebastian Bach's right above Tommy Lee too. oh really so I think yeah, the, the, right yeah on, I think it goes man. Sebastian thanks buddy yeah. <laughs>
2: You rock. (laughs) Anything else? (laughs) Anything? uh, What what are your thoughts on COVID 1 through 18, Sebastian?
0: I just want to get back on tour, man. Let's all get our shots. Anything else? (laughs) Rock on, party on. ah.
2: All right. I think think we're good. What we kind of hinted on in the beginning is this is the part where we are going to uh, congratulate ourselves on our brilliance. Do you mind? Absolutely not. You know I love it. Cheers coffee cup of cheers for you ding because we now are officially as of this week six years of thought-provoking commentary given to the world so congratulations this is how we've spent the last (laughs) six years providing content to you
0: our loyal listeners in all seriousness Right, right, man. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Yeah, happy anniversary, buddy. And uh, yeah, thanks to the listeners, man. Uh, It uh, it really has been. uh, I don't know. It's fun, man. It's it's in great. I would like to to thank Ted Nugent for being
1: uh, such great show material. Uh, He's (laughs) yes, because I'm addicted to truth, logic, and common sense. Thank you, thank you to this genre for continuously
2: supplying content for us to talk about. Without you, we would be nothing. The other thing is about too is that you know I'm. S- sincerely looking forward to meeting if you, if you were considering if you have not gone to rock and pod you know um yes it's cool the guests that are going there there's a few more like ricky rackman and apparently they're just getting all from everybody from mtv matt pinfield i saw was was announced but the real mark goodman <laughs> no he's not mm-hmm. <laughs> really yeah oh, this is kind of cool okay i thought that was a joke i didn't see that one announced but the point being is that you know the biggest. You always hear all the podcasts talk about it—is meeting you, our loyal listener, having fun, just, just, uh, just the general camaraderie of being able to make a reference to the seal on the cover
0: of Riot and be able to know somebody knows what it is. <laughs> and don't forget, if you do come out to Nashville, every hand you shake is probably held the penis at some point. Oh, That's true yeah. too. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> actually, we'll actually have... you can you can pretty much apply that. Worldwide, it's not just rock and Bond. What about as a
2: bonus? You know, we've had different merch before. I think this year we should take it next level and actually keep all of the uh, uh, porn videos we never return uh, to <laughs> local mom and pop stores just on a stack so you could experience the, you could actually rent them from us. You can have that blockbuster yeah. or, or old school feel.
0: And then you can never return it to us. Yeah. We'll charge you late fees forever. Hey. <laughs> what do you think? I, well, I just I, I i think it's a great idea. Not so much for what you're talking about, but now the listener gets to go home and watch something. Go, Baco jerked off to this, and now I <laughs> too right am jerking off right. to this. <laughs> <laughs> I think LC I think I is exactly into the same thing I am, man. That is just where. Do, even if if we were to do the prop, where the
2: hell would you actually order blank videos to then <laughs> put stickers on top of them? You know. <laughs> Here's the thing. We recently saw some statistics out there that made us feel good for our loyal listeners that there's a certain number that when in the first seven days of a podcast um, for new downloads, that's how they that they rank it to say, do you have a consistent at audience listening to you all the time? Yeah. And we are in the top 5% of any podcast out there. Understood. There's – There's tons of podcasts that come out every day. There's ones that fade away and things like that. But they're saying, like, if you put out new content, that's like you putting out a a show locally. And every time you come to town, the same amount of people will show up. Mm. And that has always been growing. But that's what's really satisfying is we release an episode, and we know we're going to hit at least this number every time. So thank you. Yeah, That shows that we have a committed audience. And it's not like just the interview apps will pop. It's these general silly ones that always – have the following absolutely yeah so share if you please continuously if
0: you have somebody out there that uh you think likes the same silliness if you could do us a favor share any of the episodes you like uh follow us on twitter at cobra's fire we should mention that we haven't touched that in a while Join our group, man, on Facebook. It's a lot of fun. Everybody uh, seems to be pretty chill, and uh, it's a lot of the humor that we have on the show. Some of it may be a little more blue than we get here. But, yeah, Cobras on Fire is the name of the group. Follow us on Facebook page, all that good stuff. Uh, and, and I guess
2: my whole thing is we don't have a consistent thing like others do where they, they – count
0: every single person that shares every week and they we they should give, mention the listeners mention a little those. more often i do think but we, yeah we, we should we just suck and at it. it it's it's really nothing personal. that is
2: pretty much this. so that does not mean we do not appreciate it as uh as much so that's pretty much it i mean i think that's it's a milestone we should mention it and ready to get out of here yeah man i'm ready
0: to go rock's not dead they just made it look like it was COVID.
2: deal Zuh. Zuh. Bub. Bub.
0: this is why it's not as popular as devil yep its, it's, it's harder for the rednecks to say